Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis people who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good evening, Rush Nation. Murph here and back with the Matchups Pod Part 1. Here I'm covering Thursday Night Football and then also the 1pm games on Sunday or 6 o'clock here in the UK. Um, got all the lines, all the usual information. Be throwing in a couple of additional bits of information this week as well, just to get you ready for who you should start, who you should be considering uh, playing, and any question marks or injuries to make you aware of those. So, going to start with Thursday night football. It's Miami at Jacksonville. Jacksonville at minus three uh, points total is forty-eight and a half, so it should be a reasonably high-scoring game. Um, we'll start with Miami first. So with Miami. You can start Fitzpatrick in this one. This is a, a sort of a dream matchup for him. It should be a good, good matchup for him to to connect and, and get a bit of a rebound. Um, those of you that might have picked up Miles Gaskin, I just don't think there's enough value to, to start him in this game. I'm not a big fan of starting too many Thursday night players unless there's a really good matchup. And I don't think this is the necessarily the the best time to be starting Miles Gaskin and his although he's got work and getting some share, I don't think this is the, the best one to start. Um so for me you need to be checking the status of Devontae Parker. Looks like he should be good to go. And if he is, then he should definitely be in for a, a good week. Uh, as to is Mike Gazicki. And then if not, then you can start Preston Williams. I have him more sort of in the wide receiver four range. If 
uh, if Parker goes, and if he doesn't go, then Williams will go a little bit more up my board. As for Miami, just some interesting tidbits about them is that they've conceded the second most amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks and the third most amount of wide receivers uh, points in fantasy football. So this should be a very favourable matchup for for Jacksonville, which is why I like Gardner and you again this week. He's in my start sit column. He's definitely someone I would be playing in. He's in the stream column, wave wire column, all in on Gardner and you in, in this matchup. Um, really like James Robinson as a wide receiver too this week. He's getting good volume, more and more volume every week, and he's really sort of growing into that offense. He's just the second player in uh, NFL history for a undrafted free agent that's had 60-plus rushing yards in each of his first two games in the NFL to start a season. And the other one is Philip Lindsay, so interesting stat there. And then, you know, you want to check the status of, of DJ Chark. He has been a little bit off the boil, a little bit in terms of volume. And that's because the the real star man in this offense is is Keelan Cole. Now, um, I was listening to uh, Matt Waldman earlier on today, and it's interesting what he was saying about Cole that he was the sort of camp darling, and you know he's made key playoff plays in the past, as we remember. And actually, it's a struggle of confidence with him, but his confidence seems to be sky high, and he's a player that really should uh, and is feeling all the love of the team right now, and is getting the majority of the targets there. So definitely, I, I like Keelan Cole if you've got him in your roster as sort of a wide receiver three play this week, like him to potentially get in the end zone. As for Jacksonville, they also give up the third most amount of points to tight ends so far this season. So that's why Gazeki, who had a great performance last time out, is a good bet. As for the next game, it's uh, Vegas versus New England. New England favoured to win this at you know, minus six spread, 47.5 is the over-under. So fairly, uh, fairly modest total. As for Vegas, it's pretty narrow this week. Derek Carr has come across quite nicely. And if you're in the Superflex League, definitely start him. But uh, in a one QB league, there's no need to. Um, and the receivers have really been a bit damp. And, and that's because Darren Waller has a 38.1% target share, which is the second highest in the NFL uh, behind Jameson Crowder, who will get to the Jets in the next podcast. So really, for me, the only starts that you can bank on for Vegas is uh, Josh Jacobs and, and Darren Waller. They're really the only two that I would like to start this week. Uh, Henry Ruggs isn't quite there yet. Brian Edwards only got two targets last week. Hunter Renfro not doing a lot. So yeah, Jacobs and Waller for me. As for New England, there's a few players here to consider. Cam Newton is is having a QB1 performance. I've got him in my top six this week. I want to check the status on James White with obviously what's going on with him and his, his family, especially his father passing away, as we talked about earlier in the week. Uh, but if he's a go, he's, he's not a bad sort of running back two, running back three play this week. And Julian Edelman, he's had a 29% mark, uh, target share so far. So he's good for a, a wide receiver two number this week. So definitely feel free to start him, although he does have a questionable tag at the moment and would expect him to, to play. Uh, Rams versus Buffalo. Buffalo favoured to win this by two and a half with the over-under set 47. For the Rams, uh, lots of players you can consider starting right now. Goff is, is sort of that back end of a QB1 performance. He put up a great performance last week. Um, Darrell Henderson looks like to be the only fit back in LA, although Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers have questionable tags. So just keep an eye on that situation. But Darrell Henderson could pick up where he left off last week. If he does, he'll be in that sort of right about two conversation. But be careful to see who else is also ready to go on Sunday because that could dent it and change the perception a little bit. They tend to be running with the hot hand at the moment. You can definitely start Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup. Um, speaking to uh, Dwayne McFarland and listening to him on a few podcasts this week, he was on with Justin Boone earlier on in the week for the Score podcast and friend of the podcast, 
Dwayne McFarlane's utilization report showing that the Rams are, are playing a lot more 11 personnel instead of 12 personnel, which uh, opens up uh, Cup's usage a, a lot more. But it's actually Robert Woods who's dominating the target share. He's got 23.6% target share so far this season. So you can definitely start both. And Higby's coming off a three-touchdown game, so you can definitely start him as a tight end one this week. As for Buffalo, Josh Allen is having an incredible start to the season. He's in line to finish as the QB1, QB2. Um, so he's definitely a must-start. As for Singletree and Moss, they're still split in the backfield, not getting a lot of the red zone look. So for me, their flex plays are best, but I can understand sitting them as well. Diggs uh, is on the, the fringes of that wide receiver one, wide receiver two conversation. He's got a 27.5% target share so far this season, but Smokey Brown is also up there as a wide receiver three option with the amount that Josh Allen is dropping back to pass. Next game up is Houston versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh favored to win this by four over and under is 45. Um, really, there isn't a lot I like about Houston this week. I think Watson is outside the top 12 QBs for me. He's not had a good start to the season. A lot of that's given the, the schedule. So really the only player I want to be touching in, in Houston this week is David Johnson. I don't want any part of Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, who didn't receive any targets last week. It just doesn't set up well. They haven't started well. And I think if the Steelers get at Deshaun Watson, it could be pretty brutal. So I'm not one to really sort of gamble on any of these players this week. I think there's better options except for David Johnson, perhaps, who's dominating the, the backfield there. As for Pittsburgh, you can definitely start Big Ben as a fringe uh, quarterback one play James Conner is a running back two play this week uh, provided he still remains healthy although do keep an eye on that situation but it looks like he's good to go as for the wide receivers here it's actually Deontay Johnson who is massively dominating the touches he's got a whopping 32.9 percent target share uh, at this moment in time a lot more than Juju he's getting more looks more targets more snaps more production Um, Johnson is fourth in the NFL uh, in terms of target share so he is definitely someone that you want to be using and i have him ranked over juju this week um so that's one to, to definitely consider next up is san francisco favorites by four versus new york giants one of the lowest they were under the week at 41 and a half and that's because these teams are, are banged up between them um for san francisco it's it's pretty simple it's Derek mckinney uh Derek mckinnon he's definitely one that i would start this week you might want to if Um, Jeff Wilson's out there, pick him up and see what the status is because I think he'll also get a lot of the early down work as well. I don't think they'll go all out on McKinnon. So those two are potential starts as running back two and running back three for Wilson. And then the tight end situation is basically who starts. If it's Kittle, start Kittle. If it's not, start Jordan Reed. Um, That's it. Don't trust the receivers. They're just not getting any work right now. Don't fancy Nick Mullins this week. There are others more favourable. As for New York Giants, I think this is going to be a better matchup for Jones, although I do think he probably will turn the ball over. So I have him in the QB2 conversation, but there are others more favourable, but can understand if you wanted to start him. I'd fade the whole backfield this week. I know Devonta Freeman's coming in. Dion Lewis was the only one who carried the ball outside. So called Barkley, and that's because Wayne Gorman was a healthy scratch. Gorman's skill set is more aligned to Barkley's whereas Dion Lewis is a bit more of a change of pace back. It's going to be hard to work out what's going on. I think going forward, maybe Freeman might get more touches, um, but I do like Gorman to actually have some work in this, but for this match, I'd be fading all of them and don't like anyone really to, to pick out. If I had to pick one, it might be might be Gorman, but I think him and Lewis will run it pretty close. Um, but yeah, don't like anyone really in, in there. So the only, t- the only players I really feel comfortable starting are Golden Tate and Darius Slayton, who I think could be wide receiver two upsides this week, uh, given the fact that they should fall behind and be chasing the game. And I think they could both be productive. Um, Evan Ingram had a pretty disastrous start to the season. 
I'm not sure how much rapport he has with Danny Jones, so I haven't missed a Titan too, but realistically, you can also fade him this week. Next up is Tennessee uh, at Minnesota. Tennessee favoured by two and a half points, which is mad. That's an absolute steal. Um, I think the line opened up at one and a half. The over-under set of 49, and Minnesota have been just terrible all season, pretty much. So we'll start with Tennessee. It's a very narrow team here. Tannehill's a, a QB1. Henry is yet to get into the end zone, but I expect him to probably break that this week. Um, he's had enough carries, enough volume to do so. It just hasn't happened for him. So expect some positive regression in that area. Keep an eye on the status of AJ Brown because this will determine both him and Johnny Smith. If AJ Brown is fit, Johnny Smith will go back to being a tight end too. But if not, he might have a similar day to what he had last week with those touchdowns. So keep an eye on the status because that will affect both him and Johnny Smith. Don't automatically assume Johnny Smith's getting all that volume, especially if AJ Brown comes back. And I do like as a sneaky play, Adam Humphreys. I think he's a very low-end wide receiver three. And if you've been decimated by injuries at wide receiver, he's someone that could bring in a steady volume for you. But it's nothing too flashy. Minnesota at the moment, they're just an absolute mess. The only players you can trust from a fancy perspective are Cook and Phelan. Irv Smith hasn't been relevant at all. Jefferson not doing anything. Um, Cousins threw three picks last week. Don't think that he's one I want to be putting in any lineups this week, even though he shouldn't be as bad as he was. Next up is Washington at Cleveland. Cleveland favoured to win this by seven over an under set of 45. And really with Washington, again, it's still very narrow. I think Gibson is a running back three play. I do expect him to start kicking on sooner rather than later, uh, according to Sports Info Solutions. He's actually got the number one elusive rate for breaking tackles in the NFL. He's just not getting as much volume. Uh, That's for running backs, by the way, that's that. So I do think that Gibson is someone who is starting to come through and we'll get more work and get more work. But at this moment in time, just be a little bit careful um, because I think he's a fringe RB3 play at this moment. So unless you've been decimated by injuries, maybe fainting. But I can also understand the case for if you're 0-2 and you're trying to chase it, then then starting him. The two must-starts for me are Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. Uh, I think McLaurin is a wide receiver too this week. I think Logan Thomas is on the fringes of a tight end one if he can get into the end zone. Um, which against Cleveland, I, I would fancy. Both have a target share percentage of 26.6. So they're getting over half the team's targets between the two of them. As for Cleveland, it's again, pretty narrow for me. Um, don't trust Baker Mayfield at the moment, so others are favoured. Um, I think Chubb is an RB1 this week. I think Hunt is an RB2 this week. I think OBJ is, an OB, is a wide receiver two, the wide receiver three. Landry is still suffering, I think, the effects of that injury a little bit which is why Beckham's uh, target percentage is at 27.3, but his catch rate is still, well, reception percentage is only 46.7%. So he's actually not even caught half of his targets. It's also considered that he's also missed uh, a couple of those targets that were deemed catchable. So some of them weren't good throws. His air yards isn't isn't too bad, but um, I think at the end of the day for me, he's just not doing enough to be warranted getting up to that RB, uh, wide receiver one conversation. I don't like uh, Austin Hooper in this lineup. And until he does something different, he's a fade for me at all costs. Next up for me is Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia favored to win this by four and a half points over under set of 46. All these sorts expected to be sort of middling games, relatively close. So that might have some effect on the game script a little bit, but expect Burrow to come out uh, firing. I think he's a QB2 this week, but maybe sort of that mid to high end QB2. Um, Definitely starting mixing with where you've drafted him and the investment in him. Uh, Hopefully this is the week he starts to turn around. 
And it seems to be that the number one sort of crutch for, for Burrow is, is Tyler Boyd and expect him to get peppered with targets uh, yet again. Um, the big question is, is AJ Green. AJ Green has had 22 targets this season, but he's only caught eight and he's only caught two thirds of his catchable targets. So he's not getting a great deal of separation. And even though he has a good target share percentage of 23.7%, the fact that he is dropping balls, um, the fact that he's not getting that separation means that Boyd should be favoured more. I'm all for fading AJ Green and continue to fade him going forward. Um, I just don't think at the moment he's doing enough. But with that volume, maybe you want to gamble. On, and I can definitely understand why you would. Uh, but for me, he's a fade given how little he is catching the football. As for me, I'm, I'm fading Wentz this week, even though this is like the perfect get-right game. Uh, I just think there's the others I'd rather have this week. I really like Miles Sanders as a running back one this week. I think he's going to put in a very solid performance and he'll be leaned on quite heavily to just batter and ram the football with short passes and, and just pat, round, you know, ground and pound the ball. Jackson, I really like this week. I think he's a, a sneaky potential wide receiver two upside play. I think he's someone who has got uh, that, that AR's percentage plays and deep ball, and I think they'll use that to stretch the field, and I don't think that secondary of Cincinnati is quite good enough to deal with someone like him. And then you've got Ertz and Goddard, both normally tight in one place this week. be interesting to see who is favoured. Um, I still think Goddard is getting the majority of the looks over over Ertz, but that should be due to change at some point soon. Last game on the 1 o'clock, 6 o'clock slate is... Uh, Chicago, Atlanta. Atlanta are favoured to win this by three. Um, 47.5 is the over-under. Um, for me, with Chicago, it's uh, it's David Montgomery who's putting in pretty steady Eddie bit of form at the moment. And he's good enough for me as a, a running back two this week. So if you've got him, you can feel comfortable starting him. Alan Robinson is a wide receiver two this week, but he has a massive target share of 28.6%. He is really being peppered with a lot of balls right now. And his catch percentage hasn't been good, but a lot of that is just due to what's been catchable. He's not dropping the football. Uh, he's just not getting the the quality of passes from from Mitchell Trubisky. And as a result of that, I just, you know, that's why he's a wide receiver too, despite all that volume. And I really like Anthony Miller this week. I think against the Falcons, you can start anyone. That, that defense is pretty terrible. So I fan, fancy Miller to get in the end zone this week after laying a goose egg last week. As for Atlanta, um, the Fantasy Falcons, as Ross Tucker would say famously, you can start them all. You can start Ryan, you can start Gurley, you can start uh, Julio Jones, but check the status because he's dealing with a hamstring. But of the three, he's probably the slightly weaker play. And that's because Calvin Ridley is absolutely uh, cooking at the moment, finding that end zone with, with absolute ease. Uh, and he's the wide receiver one in football right now. So um, that doesn't mean it's not a get-right game for, for Jones, though. And I can start uh, Russell Gage, the wide receiver three. They're definitely putting up enough volume to support all three wide receivers right now. And Haynhurst finally got going, and I think he, he can continue to improve. And he's sort of a, a low-end tight end one play for me this week. That'll pretty much do it for... Uh, this slate check out tomorrow where I'll be back going through the 405, 425 slash 985, 925 games as well as something like football and then that classic on Monday Night Football where we'll deep dive into the stats some more and give you the best possibilities to set your lineups and get ready. But enjoy the game tonight, Rush Nation. Enjoy everything that's going on right now. Um, hope your lineups aren't as decimated as some of mine are and hope that you've used the wire to replenish. But until next week, or till tomorrow, in fact, Rush Nation, keep rushing.
HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 